mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Well, hello, all you monster fiends, and thank you for joining us for another deep dive, factoid field episode exploring Hollywood's most famous monsters. I am your mistress of ceremonies, Sam, and today I am joined, as always, by Dan from Bleeding Marvelous. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Oh, episode three, and I managed to do it. You I did. got the I got the intro down. So, as you can see, we are not alone today. We what? are joined by... <laughs> he is here. <laughs> he I'm is not called Reigns, I promise you that. <laughs> he is looking glorious in his Mickey Mouse jumper. If you're listening on audio, please go and check it out on YouTube. Oh yes, we are joined by our esteemed leader, the Paul. The Paul, yes. The Paul, Thank he's here. Th yes, Sammy has asked me to join the Monster Squad, so I'm very proud and... Honoured, honoured, shall we say, to be part of such a prestigious and fact-filled episode of Monsters Ooh. Up North. I ain't got no money. I'm not paying you for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one's got any money. Trust us. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so, today we are all joined together because we are going to talk about a very big hitter. Yep. Him, the stabby mm -hmm. stabby slash slash guy. It's the slasher. It's not. It's not the other one. It's mm -hmm. the other one. We are talking about Michael Myers. So I will get the disclaimer out the way with, and then we can crack on getting into this uh, prestige boogeyman. Boogie so <laughs> the boogeyman's coming to get you, Sammy. <laughs> And fuck off. So any everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group, the Discord, or the comment section, and we can have an open discussion. But what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, we keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Dan? Don't. Be. A dick. There you go. That, that, is, um, that is Dan's contribution to the disclaimer. It's kind of like condenses it into one small package. It's the no, only rule I have like on my page as well. Like, <laughs> it is, yes. On I the remember. Facebook page, it's the one rule. You get one like you get one chance to, to unbe a dick. And if you can't unbe a dick, then you're gone. Okay. How can you be unbe a dick? Is there like a specific like performance or oh. <laughs> I'd be surprised on my page if you call someone out for being a mm. bit dicky they, they they usually the majority of people will go oh I see what you mean sorry one meant like that or mm. you can have a bit of banter and it's fine you know everybody mm. just sort of calms down a bit but then you get the ones that just are Double the down. edge lord um <laughs> king of the comments you know they think they're the best and you just you you'd kill them with kindness it's the best way to do it because they do not know what to do with humor they're, they're ready for arguments it sounds a little bit like Lee. When Lee first joined the Nerdy Up North group, he was a bit of a dickhead to the point yeah. where I was like, let's have a little private word, Lee. And he shit himself. He was like, no, no, please don't ban me. I don't want to leave. And now yeah, I kind of get rid out. of the fucker. And now he's, he's, he's with us all the time. Yeah. Mistakes Fun were times. <laughs> They were. But good mistakes. <laughs> so 
Michael Myers is the yes. main antagonist in the highly successful Halloween franchise, a franchise that consists of 13 movies, novels, comic books, and even video games, along with mass merchandise. This is the night the boogeyman came home as Monsters of North brings you Michael Myers. <laughs> oh my god you know how i always talk about like lightning it. that would have been amazing having the mm. halloween music just at the background oh it would have been so good well in post edit oh yeah we're talking about the edit guy right here oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> yeah, this is live <laughs> yes. oh my god yeah this is monday yeah. we're monday it's monday nights yes we've talked Not... about that brilliant film spirits away yes we did do that yesterday yeah we, we, we did that <laughs> Halloween, 1978, mm -hmm. is, the, is the first one, and it ends in 2022. 13 movies in total. Now, yes. we did this pretty quickly on the Jason episode, and mm -hmm. we've done it pretty quickly on the Claude Rains episode, and I'm going to do it pretty quickly on this one, because I texted Dan the other night and said, spoilers, we have a new Kill Count champion. Yes! <laughs> but I was confusion. <laughs> so, I, was, I was confusion in that conversation <laughs> and i can't remember the number so, <laughs> the number is he beats jason by 10 yeah right beats, okay um jason's was 151 right michael's is 161 well done michael that spans 13 movies yes so that includes zombies movies right so yes. every Michael Myers, yep, so 161. So our new Kill Count champion is Michael Myers. The multiverse took, of Myers. But it took him 13 movies to do it, mm -hmm. whereas Claude Rains, and I had to double-check this today by actually listening to the episode again, 122, because <laughs> we kept changing that number all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Because, so did Claude. So did Claude during the whole movie. He's like, ha ha, I've killed 17 people while you turned your back. You just didn't see. <laughs> no, nope. 122 is Claude. You go with Jason in 151. Michael is 161. I'm surprised at that as well, because even though this is like the slasher movies, like mm. in the early Michael movies, there's not many early there's not many kills. Like I think there's what four or five in in the first one or three is it three or five four hang on hang on mm -hmm. annoying girl booby girl mm -hmm. glasses guy guy oh, hang on. yeah four yeah four yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, four. Yeah, because they make reference to it in the in the the reboot. And they say uh, he killed four or five people on Halloween night, and they were the only people that he killed in that timeline. <laughs> And it and it, oh yeah, the timelines. So <laughs> yes. we have, gosh, we have twenty-one different actors playing mm -hmm. Michael Myers, mm -hmm. um, and we have four different timelines. So the timelines goes thus: timeline number one is one, two, four, five, six. Mm -hmm. Timeline number two is one, two, H two O resurrection. Right. Timeline number three is Rob Zombie. <laughs> and timeline number four is one, 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Yeah. So they are your four timelines. 
So would you not class Halloween 3 at all just okay. because he makes a slight cameo on video tape? Nope. No. 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 The Myers verse does not include 3. 3 is a Halloween movie mm -hmm. by name only, not by not by Michael definition. Myers. Cool. So no. it's right there. It's the greatest movie ever. Yes. It's a shame it's one of the better movies as well, but yeah, it's anyway. Really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> And I would love to do just a whole episode on Season of the Witch because it's so good. Mm -hmm. If you could do a whole episode, saying that we did a whole episode on Sleepaway Camp, I'm sure I can do a whole episode on that. Halloween um, special. Hey, so, <laughs> yeah, four four timelines, 21 different actors. My first interesting factoid is that every Michael has a counter Michael, apart right. from a couple. So in the first one, you've got Nick Castle, mm -hmm. but you've also got, hold on, oh, fuck's sake, I had it all written down. You had Nick Castle, and then you had Tony Moran. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Who is tiny in real life, by the way, Tony Moran. Um, right. he, he did Birmingham Horicon when it used to be a thing before the guy ran off, allegedly, with all the money, allegedly. Um <laughs> Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Um, but yeah, I was surprised how small he was because in my head, Michael is a six mm. foot, six two, six. Yeah, six, yeah. an imposing, quite scary yeah. character, yeah. No, everyone's short in Hollywood and never, ever let anyone tell you different because right. I, I feel like I am a decent size in Hollywood, like when I meet the people I meet. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't, I'm not normally, I am the smallest person on earth. <laughs> no, if you're not the smallest of us, Seth, that is Chris. Chris is tiny. Yeah, Chris is, Chris is Dan, I generally think Chris is smaller than you. <laughs> I really do. Would, oh, just don't, would, would let's not get Dan to stand anywhere near Adam if she ever meets Adam. Adam is a seven-foot behemoth. He's a giant man. Giant. I felt tiny next to him. Like, tiny. Um, <laughs> I've gotten myself completely wrong there. It's only one... And the 2018 one, because that's what it was leading into. So the first one has two counterparts. The second one also had the 2018 one also has two counterparts to Michael because mm -hmm. I didn't realize until on rewatching and going through my notes that the 2018 one is pretty much mm -hmm. a carbon copy of the 1978 one. And I don't know if that's just me with blinkers on or mm -hmm. I am literally just watching Shapes and Colors. But I did not get that the 2018 one is pretty much the kills are the same. Mm -hmm. um, the obviously Nick Castle being there is a huge thing. So for all we have James Jude Courtney, who, in my opinion, I really think is my Michael. Mm -hmm. um, it's Nick Castle who's doing the breathing. Right. Okay. How weird is that? <laughs> <laughs> I do know Deborah Deborah Hill actually played Michael yes. in a couple of the scenes as well in the first movie. She was the one who was uh she had the mask over the camera and was doing all the point of POV stuff through the right. yeah. holes. And then there was like one shot where she had the mask on, but you couldn't see anything more, if you know what I mean. Mm. It was just like a mm. one of those. And I thought that was cool because I mean at the time I think she was either Engaged to John Carpenter, or she was married to John when they did mm. the 1978 one, because he ended up marrying Adrian Barbeau um, when they did Creep Show, and that was early 80s. So, mm -hmm. time to marry. Mm. 
I'm going to ask a question to throw you a little bit, just because I'm going a bit go old school monsters uh, episodes. Do you think Michael makes a good monster? Oh, we don't ask this question anymore, do we? <laughs> because I keep forgetting to do it. And I noticed that when we were watching, when I was listening to The Invisible Man. I am. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I don't. But then mm. I do. And I can't. <laughs> Put it this way he's not the worst out mm-hmm. of the big hitters. Mm-hmm. Dan's going to completely disagree with us on this one because <laughs> he's not the worst, but he's not the best either. Mm-hmm. I actually think Jason is more of a superior monster slasher bad guy than Michael. Oh, interesting. What were Go you, on, Dan? Dan? Be kind. <laughs> <laughs> Michael is by definition a stalker, mm-hmm. not a, not a. <sighs> He becomes a slasher after the stalk. Well, technically, he obviously he kills Judith. So mm-hmm. the you have the one event that sets everything into, mm-hmm. into motion. But um if it wasn't for the Rob Zombie movies, we wouldn't have that time gap filled in for us. Mm-hmm. We only know what Donald Pleasance has said, or mm-hmm. you know, you only get like little bits and pieces to to tell you how he went from when they institutionalized him to when he escaped. Which is mm-hmm. supposed to be about twenty years, was it around? Mm-hmm. Around. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, uh, I don't think thirteen films for a man that walks incredibly slowly and is indestructible, mm-hmm. that has no dialogue, yeah. is warranted. However, I watch those movies for Jamie Lee Curtis. I watch those movies for. Um, if I'm watching the zombie ones, Scout Taylor Compton. Um, mm-hmm. I'll watch those movies for Danielle Harris. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. Because they're the ones that bring the story. Michael doesn't bring any story with him. It's what mm-hmm. people feed him. Now, if it was a one-off film or a two, you know, like part one, part two, and it was two was included as in the hospital one, mm-hmm. then I would say yes, because mm-hmm. it's short-lived. It's not overdone. Um, the stalking premise, the slasher thing, it all works. But mm-hmm. after 13 movies, you get to a point where you're like, <sighs> <laughs> but also, I don't agree with what Danny McBride did no. in the new movies. Um, no. I love Danny McBride, I think he's fucking hilarious. I mean, Tropic Thunder is a work of mm-hmm. oh, it mm-hmm. is the most horrific and un PC thing you've ever seen in your life, but somehow mm-hmm. it works, yeah. And um, Danny has a knack usually with making things like I say he just he has a thing but it just didn't translate for me and I can only think it's because there's a certain man that had his hand in it <coughs> Blumhouse mm-hmm. um, yes. oh no the I, again do, did I just watch this with blinkers on or something and forgot that this was a Blumhouse film because it wasn't in yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I rewatched the the 2018 one the other night and I saw Blumhouse coming. I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> she's has- going to have something to say about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not that. He has a habit of, like, I don't know how he manages to do it, but he dilutes yeah. the movie somehow. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, when you watch the first one, mm-hmm. the premise of a creepy guy creeping around your house, um, no backstory, he's not Laurie's brother. Mm-hmm. In this universe at this point, he's just some creepy guy that's trying to kill a babysitter. 
yeah. like the urban legend, because that's always what John wanted. He wanted a shape, a figure. He wanted mm-hmm. this whole mm-hmm. mysterious thing, and he got it for the first film. And mm-hmm. then when it got sold out and it got flogged to death, it just became this trope of a, a slow-moving guy in a boiler suit and a shackle yeah. mask, you know. Yeah, it become a bit more of a joke type thing. When you talk about like the later ones and even the one that like didn't get released in the UK yeah. or any type of thing. But as you said, the original one, I love it for the simple fact it's it's like the Jaws or anything. You very see very little of Michael and it's like little glimpses, little specks, little like side glances and stuff like that. And the actual Michael attacks is very, very limited in in the movie. And that's as you said, it's a pure stalker movie and it it gives you that terror. And John Carpenter's like the music and it's probably the music that makes it more tension building as well. But there's a few shots in that movie as well that is just perfect. Like the one way standing next to the washing and see the washing flying past him. It's, it's creepy as fuck. And it's, it's, it's been copied so many times through the years now. It's like a, a horror trope thing. But that was done first and that was done the best way for me. And as you said, you get to the point where it's almost like... like go to the other podcast like the trekking podcast like when you get the star trek movies you get the good movie the bad movie the good movie the bad movie and that's what halloween was like for a long period you got the good movie you got a bad one and you got the god fucking awful one um but i was excited when we did get the new trilogy that came out just simply because the first one if you left that as a standalone movie now it's not as bad well it is a good movie it's just you can't watch that movie now without watching the other two. And that's what brings it down a little bit for, in my eyes. But yeah, I think Michael oh, now is being evil pushed dies to the limits. To... Yeah. Oh, evil dies tonight. Who the fuck came up with that? Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know, but I have an opinion on the fact that they cast Gary from Weird Science as Tommy <laughs> Dorff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all I get in my head is. Gary, you told me you were combing your hair. Which is, he's locked himself in the bathroom and they're in the shower with her. You know, like, I can't, he's Breakfast Club. He's yeah. like, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I knew. I knew it wasn't the original Tommy, but I know that's the original What's Up Face because that's Kyle Richards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if any of you Housewives of Beverly Hills fans will know that Kyle Richards is their main star. And likes to point out quite regularly she was in Halloween, <laughs> um, along with her sisters and all their old Disney movies. Um, I have a couple of interesting facts that um, so we all know that he was originally going to be called the Shape. The mm-hmm. mask is um Shatner mask, which I actually saw the Shatner mask. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of work to it, mind. It's not just a case of, like, that's a Shatner mask and they just painted it white. No. There is some, like, changing of structure and stuff, especially, like, mm. the hairline and yeah. this and, and the, the way that the mask fits and everything. Um, but this was the story of Halloween and Michael was actually taking inspiration from a school trip that John took to a mental institute. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term to use, but that was what it said in the article. Um, Sorry, you didn't yeah. call it a nut house. It's fine. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, the most interesting one. Now, I didn't know this, so I don't know if any of you know this. 
But Michael has a middle name. Yes. Oh. I've got it. I'm trying to outfact each other now. It's like fact bingo we do now, this isn't it? All, we do honestly, this all the time. It's the least threatening thing you've ever heard in your entire life. Yeah. It honestly will it will downplay Michael completely. It was only ever said in the TV cut. Mm-hmm. which is why we don't hear it because it was never shown in the theatre cut and the theatre cut is what you see on DVD. Mm-hmm. His middle name, it's like, <laughs> it's Michael. Yeah. Audrey Myers. <laughs> is that like some kind of uh, rock, not um, little shop of horrors reference or something as well, like thrown in there? <laughs> <laughs> I always think of Only Fools and Horses. Right. And um, Boise's middle name being Aubrey. <laughs> oh, Michael Myers is yeah. just taking a step back to being the scary factor now. So <laughs> Michael Audrey Myers, um, that it honestly just downplays everything about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting. But when it comes to fact factoids, me and Dan do fight to get them out. <laughs> get them out first. Then. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm just letting people go with this one because there's so, like you say, it, there's so many movies to go through. Yeah. yeah, and I've focused on one that I didn't think I would, but I'll wait until we get there. Yeah, but well, uh, well, because there's not a lot of facts about Michael out there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. only the the ones that you know, the timelines. Um, but, but you know, yeah, John the, didn't want John didn't want to make him an actual supernatural character. No, there were decisions that were made above him. Um, it was going to be originally called the Babysitter Murders. Yeah, which I generally don't think if it went with that name, we would have what we have now. No. I think it would be not done I, dusted. The poster was made. I'm sure there was a poster. The poster looked quite good as well, from what I remember. I'll see if I can find it. Um. And post it uh, like after this yes. episode goes, um, but yeah, it's still a good title though. The Babysitting Murders. I still, I still think that, but it's not Halloween. It's not. I, yeah, it doesn't have that same punch as Halloween, and I don't think it would have stood the test of time mm-hmm. as what Halloween has, or like what Friday the Thirteenth has. Like it doesn't have that kind of punchy. It's going to stick with you. So I'm going to ask but, a controversial question now, just because we were saying that. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Michael Myers is as iconic for what he does and how he looks, or for the title Halloween. I think it's more of a look factor with Michael, in my opinion. Mm. Um, right. I, I think Michael fits the we've. I think we've spoke about this before about iconic characters in horror, mm-hmm. and if you don't have that look, you'll mm-hmm. never fit that stature. I think um, Art the Clown is a perfect example of. I don't think is. Sorry, Kay. <laughs> I love you to death, but I fucking really cannot stand them films. But art as a character, yeah, in the way that, and in probably more the way he looks, mm-hmm. um, that's what gives him that kind of iconic feel. And I think Michael's the same. I think it's just an icon look. Do you mm-hmm. agree, Dan, or do you not? Um, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't have Halloween without. Without a you know a, a, a main character, and I do feel like Michael is a, uh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's an easy silhouette. It's an easy ask of a character of, of an actor in the respect of they don't have to learn lines. They just have to learn direction. They're wearing mm-hmm. a mask and an overall. You know, yeah. The Fred, the Fred Dibner of bloody. Um, 
horror. Um, Red Bibna. <laughs> Bibna. <laughs> but like it's, yeah. it's when you when you're looking at it, we all know a grey blue uh, overall and a mm. William Shatner mask maketh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it the slushy slushy guy guy. <laughs> The pointy, pointy, stabby, stabby man. Pointy, pointy, stabby, stabby. Um, do you? Uh, how? What are you? What's your thoughts? Um, I love the aesthetic of it. I think the the main thing that they got right with the mask as well is the big black holes in the eyes. That that again always just led mm. to Michael like and and like it's what you don't know about him or because you, you never guess his reaction. He never shows emotion, and they even done that in the 2018 version where the like they hold the mask up to him in the yard and he just still looks away and he just looked and all you've got all the other patients around reacting and and going off it and it's kind of like you want to know what's ticking or what's going in michael's head as well but you, you never really but find I didn't need to see his face yeah and you kind of do in the 2018 one if you really are looking careful. Mm. You get to see Jay's face quite a bit. Yep, we see him in the in the in the first one original as well. Yeah, that's Tony Moran, um, and he's his disfigured face. Mm. Um, but that's Jay's face is not disfigured. <laughs> you can clearly you can clearly see it when he's um. There's this. I think it's in the toilet scene where you get like a, a flash straight mm. over, and you can clearly tell that. Sorry, James. I keep calling him Jay. James. His face is. James Jude Courtney is it's just James Jude Courtney. There's mm-hmm. nothing changed there. So we'll start with the seventy-eight film, mm-hmm. and we will go down because I can tell you <laughs> four, five, and six will be a short conversation on my end because <laughs> I've not fucking seen them, and I have no intention of watching them either. <laughs> um, nineteen seventy-eight. You've got Jamie Lee Curtis in her first, mm-hmm. first. Yeah, I think because they didn't want to cast her, wasn't it? They didn't want her, but but they got her. Yeah, and thank God that they did. Um, I tell you what, I can I watched this the other day, and the friend who gets Mm -hmm. killed in the car can't remember what her name is. It's not that important to us to even to go and look into it. I fucking was so pleased when she got killed. But so isn't pleased. that just the trope for most horror films as well? You get the annoying friends that you start cheering because it was in the Scream Factor as well. When Tatum gets killed, you're kind of like, yes. Uh, Tatum's a good friend, though. Mm-hmm. Tatum was a really good friend. She had her girls back. Mm-hmm. She, on the other hand, was an absolute treacherous little cow. She was awful to Laurie. She was given her backhanded compliments constantly throughout her conversations with her. She was trying to pin her up with boys. That Laurie, you could clearly tell. That if you're a good friend, you know that your friend doesn't need boys mm-hmm. in their lives. And she was clearly trying to push onto her these, and I just, she was annoying. Mm-hmm. She's also the wife of Tom, is it Tom Akins in, in Season of the Witch? Mm-hmm. Tom Akins, yeah. yeah. You just want to punch her face in and that and all. She has just, she <laughs> must have, she must have something to do with either the, the production or John, because she was in both of them films and fuck mm-hmm. me, she should not have been. What's your well, what was your thoughts on the 78 one, Dan? Go on. Um, yeah, you I mean, as we talked about before on Black Christmas, um yes. John was heavily influenced by Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he took the the idea of the 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 first POV um usage from Black Christmas and applied it to mm-hmm. um Halloween. 
as we mm -hmm. know it. So all those shots where you see it from Michael's point of view is heavily influenced by Black Christmas. So John was a he at that point. I think he was just out of film school or just out of him, Nick, um, Deborah, and then there was a few other guys. Um, made it on a budget of like next to nothing. I can't. I I did have it written down, but I've, mm -hmm. I seem to have misplaced it. But it wasn't much. It was like ten. 10 grand it was it was something crazy yeah, yeah um, everything was pretty much big borrowed and stolen yeah. from other was, places and sets and stuff <laughs> it's technically a film school film it yeah. was a bunch yeah. of guys friends that wrote a script and then decided to film it and um it i think if had we had not of that had that movie we wouldn't have the fascination that we do now with slashers because if you mm -hmm. look at jason came after mm -hmm. yeah um, Texas Chainsaw was a chainsaw, and it was before, so it didn't sort of lend to the slasher genre at that respect. wasn't It wasn't in the same wheelhouse. No. So if you look at Stalky Men with Knives, I mean, he probably was the originator. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't probably get Freddy Krueger and stuff like that either, as well. After mm -hmm. you know the burning with the shears, Cropsey. After you know they're all whether they were in the works before this or not, I don't know, but. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, they got it out in 78. And mm -hmm. one of, I would say it's probably one of the first mm -hmm. slasher movies, as we know, slasher movies. So mm -hmm. without it, we wouldn't have Scream. We wouldn't have no, we Jason. Wouldn't. We wouldn't have a lot of mm -hmm. these heavily influenced movies. So my opinion is great job. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, mine, I did when I was re watching it the other day. Because we did Black Christmas, and obviously I did all when we did the research for it, knowing how John felt about this, because he feels so strongly about this film, and it was amazing how many other stars feel about this. Mm. Like it's Elvis's favorite film, um, <laughs> and so to to once I had that in my head and I rewatched it, I was like, oh god, yeah, I see it. Mm -hmm. Like I see where that inspiration came from. Yeah, um, I. It, it gives us another perspective on it. I'm not going to lie. Just based on the fact that I knew how much you love Black Christmas and how much I love Black Christmas as well. <laughs> it's it's a weird me. It's a weird one as well because I'm going to say something that's going to sound strange. I get good childhood memories from Halloween, which you shouldn't really have because I remember watching it far too young, around the same time as I watched like Jaws and stuff like that. But the two scenes that always used to stand out for me as a kid is the opening scene with the uh, the mask and you find out mm. it's a kid. It is jarring and it is so well done and put together, especially for the film of its time. But also the scene where Doc, uh, Donald Pleasant's Dr. Loomis is driving up to the uh, to the uh, Hatfield, the, 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 the asylum. Um, yeah. And it's just, he's got the nurse in the car and he's going, oh, these patients are all out. And for some reason, that bit scared me more than most of the film together. Because you like you see, you, you don't know what's going on. Then you see Michael like in his gown scramble on top of the car, and the nurse is in the car by herself. And all you see is his hand smashing the window. And again, it it's just well like horror done well, but mm. simply done as well at the same time. It is a simple blueprint of horror. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not. It's not over the top. It's not convoluted. There's no surprises. There's no twists. There's no turns. It's pretty much from A to B. Mm -hmm. um, Donald Pleasant is a fucking joy in this movie. The way he handles that nurse is just brilliant. <laughs> 
I mean, he was just one step away from giving her a slap, to be honest, because she was an she was so annoying. But that man kept his cool, mm-hmm. and I, I think Donald uh, Donald Pleasant's just a yeah. I think you do des- desperately need him in this movie to be because obviously Michael is the all encompassing evil. Mm-hmm. You need the good guy, yeah. And Jamie Lee is not that good guy. She's mm-hmm. just the person in the middle. Oh, in the middle, yeah, yeah. Who. I, I honestly, I wish I did like it better. The, the last line was that the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that line. I hate the way she delivers it. Mm-hmm. I love the scene in the um when she's in the club when she's in the cupboard and she's literally fighting for her life for the court yeah. hanger. Love that scene. I just hate that line afterwards. I just wish she never fucking said anything. And then Donald Pleasant goes and looks out the window and he's gone. Yeah. Wish that was the case, but. It's not, but I totally get what you mean by having childhood memories, like good, like and good mm-hmm. childhood memories based on it. And um, yep. H2O gives me that. Mm-hmm. H2O was probably the first Halloween movie I saw, and mm-hmm. um, that that I could remember. I saw I, I saw Halloween way way too young, mm-hmm. and I remember being at a friend's house, and my sister was probably about five at the time, and Your she poor was there. Teacher used to torture you with sister. Watch me and oh, watch all these films. I know. But no, well, actually, this one, I saved her because we right. did, did put it on and I was like, nope, I'm not being <laughs> held responsible for them nightmares. We have to share a room. <laughs> Get home. <laughs> so, yeah, I saved her from that one. So, 78, we move into 1981 when we get Halloween 2. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Really wish this didn't exist. But it does. Yeah, it depends think... which universe you look at, though, because two. It was meant to be just one and two. Because John yeah. said no more. He said no. That that's that. This is not what I wanted. I, I wanted mm-hmm. a one and done, but mm-hmm. I'll stretch it to a two, and that's 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 it. You know, that's where I want to go. And then the studio, because it made so much money, the first one, mm-hmm. the studio had too much hands in the way it was written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. one and they wanted more bang for your buck they wanted you the tell. possibility of a third fourth fifth sixth seventh so then they brought in the trope of laurie i think it came in in two didn't it where laurie it did, yeah yeah it's brother and, time yeah and it was like and john that was when john turned around and went i'm out mm-hmm. it's not what i wanted stupid I, it, I it I'm, yeah it's one of them things where i watched the second one and they the made it out that well as soon as i said it was a is uh, like that she was related i was like that doesn't make any sense from what we've heard or what's going on. And it, like, but that was very much of the horror film tropes of the eighties as well. Cause they wanted like to bring in a surprise or bring yeah. in. Yeah. It's also a continuity error too. Mm-hmm. Cause at the beginning of the movie, her dad says, make sure that you drop this off at the Maya's house. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck? If he knew that that is her, that, that Maya's is her brother, mm-hmm. Why the fuck would he send his daughter to that house? I see that as a continuity fucking error. Or get them really told, Sammy. Get them stupid told. writing. Yeah. I was actually paying attention. I really don't <laughs> like that. I really don't like this film. You can see the studio's imprint on this from the very beginning to the very end. Mm-hmm. It's not John. John's work, John's vision of what he had in the first one is completely and utterly gone in this one. It's your typical 80s slasher film. It's very two different types of things. Like this, the first one is very subtly and done with like delicately placed and how it's moved around, like the pieces. The second one is just everything's hit with a sledgehammer and it's just getting hitting harder and harder and harder until yeah. you think, 
as a as an audience member, you, you feel a bit bludgeoned towards the end because it's like I've just been through that, and it, it, it's and I hate to say that use this as a term. It's not an enjoyable experience because no. you're just overwhelmed with excess violence at times as well. Yeah, no such thing we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's it's shit, and I hate saying that, and I'm not, and I can't say that on our podcast on the Sunday, so I'm saying it now. It was really shit. It's um, well acted. Don't get me wrong, Jamie did a good job. I Don't am not great job, but it's not standoff yeah. at the end mm-hmm. with Donald and Michael and the whole. I, I, it's not something that I particularly enjoy watching, no. so I, I don't. I've got a few I stick to if I'm going to watch Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and this isn't one of them. No, I would have. Been, I would have. Don't get us wrong. I will never diss Jamie Lee Curtis because I cannot diss Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> never do that. What I would have preferred for Halloween too was more fleshing out of Donald's character mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe having. Like, he's had this fascination for how many years, and it's only just talked about in a brief part in this movie we you could have done so much with that as opposed to going to the very next day laurie's in hospital and fuck me it's all happening like that girl couldn't catch a break yeah so yeah hence what they did in the second one mm-hmm. of yeah uh, halloween and um kills was kills. it one mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's same trope as number two based in a hospital mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's really like they just didn't. I feel like they gave up with the new ones, but that's a whole nother. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, 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 we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there because when the when the new ones came out, we watched them and we went. They're not going on our episode on Sunday because we're trying to keep that pleasant, so we can't go talk about that. We can mm-hmm. talk about that here. Um, mm-hmm. we move on to 1982. Now I know that it's not part of Michael's wheelhouse, but it is Halloween three. Mm-hmm. And it is where the direction of Halloween was going to change, where mm-hmm. it was going to be anthology horror. Holy shit, you should have kept with that. But <laughs> they didn't. And yeah. it's probably more because of my love of anthology horror. But it is it is a movie of its own. It has absolutely nothing to do with Michael Myers, even though he is actually in there for a brief second. Mm-hmm. Um, so we then skip to 1988. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and this is, this is where it starts. 1988, you've got The Return. 1989, you've got mm-hmm. The Revenge. And they're both 19... Daniel Harris movies. Yes. Yes. F- and and I'll, I'll die on the sword with this one. The first Daniel Harris movie is really good. I really enjoy it. Julie, isn't it? She yeah. plays Julie. Mm-hmm. Now, Julie is supposed to be Laurie's daughter? Or Mike? Because she's Michael's niece. That nice. I do know. Yeah. Yeah. She's Michael's yeah. niece. So it would presume she's either... Judith's kid, but Judith didn't have a kid. Yeah. Or Laurie's in the timeline. And this is where I got so confused. I'm like, mm. she's his niece. Who's Who the mother? Who's her mother? Well, that was never established this because this is where we start <laughs> getting into one. this is where we start getting into the supernatural side of Michael as well, isn't it? Where it starts going a bit uh that's when the cult is involved, I think. Yeah. No, that's six. But six we'll get is, to that one. Yeah, sorry. We'll get to six soon. Oh, that's but, the curse. Yeah. The curse. Danielle uh, Harris is the only one to have bridged the two gaps between the 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 Myers verse mm-hmm. unlike anybody else. She was in the Rob Zombie movies. Right. She played yep. Taylor Compton's best mate. Mm-hmm. And then in the normal movies in four and five is Julie's niece. So mm. she's uh six months older than me, Danielle Harris. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and we both have the, obviously the same first name and the both same initials. So 
it's been a weird thing with Danielle Harris because all the movies she ever does, I absolutely love them for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I didn't enjoy Five. No, Five was a difficult one, but I think because Four goes back to almost like the original storytelling, like the original one where Myers is going to Hatfield chasing down teenage kids. Um, but again, I didn't mind that one. I, when I watched it back, I still thought, this one is not terms a horribly term used that this is watchable. And because a lot of the horror movies you watch, like when we watched uh, the Freddy movies, the later Freddies were just unbearable to watch. Where uh... you may have watched them. <laughs> <laughs> the the five the four and five, this is where I get confused. Which was the one where Julie, spoiler, becomes the killer? Is it end that's, of five? That's five. Yeah. Yeah. So she she becomes a killer at the end of five and runs off with Michael. Mm-hmm. which then begins six mm-hmm. with a very, very little green actor that no one knows his name, a Mr. Paul Stephen Rudd. And he's never aged a day since then. So <laughs> <laughs> looks exactly the same. This one, number six, I sacrificed my time, just so you know, for this podcast. Right. You did it for us? I watched oh, six. Bless you. Uh, yeah, bless your heart. And I'm glad I did. You never mentioned that. <laughs> I, I, I thought I'd pick one that was so random because mm-hmm. I've seen one, two, I've seen mm-hmm. four and five, you know, and, and I thought I don't remember seeing six. I've seen Rob Zombies quite a lot and, and I've seen mm-hmm. the original three. Um, and I never watch a resurrection again. And H2O is ingrained in my brain. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, Okay, I'll give six a go. It's the one I don't, I know the least. I, mm. I know, I think I'd seen it, but I didn't think I had. Um, <sighs> Paul Rudd plays Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he plays Tommy Doyle um, with severe issues after. Mm-hmm. So he's... I'm not sure if he's if he's got a, a tism mm-hmm. or he's... Um, or he, he is just mentally mucked up from the whole. Or is he just things. completely fucked up from the? Yeah, yeah. He's um, obsessed with anything to do with Michael, oh, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And God, sorry. <laughs> Michael's coming for you, the ship. <laughs> I didn't realize Loki has gone behind the behind me monitor, and all of a sudden this fucking paw just comes out <laughs> from the top, and I have just shit. Do it, do it. Jesus, I'm so sorry. Okay, where were we? Number six. Yes. Well, six is based on the idea that Michael, and are we ready? Grip yourselves yeah, for this one. Well. Hold on. <laughs> Michael is a uh, paedophilic rapist mm-hmm. and incestuous at the same time. Yeah. Because at the end of five, when he runs off with Julie, his niece, you start six, Julie's pregnant, mm-hmm. running away from Michael. Yeah. Um, she gives birth and hides the baby mm-hmm. um, and the cult, because there's a cult in this one called the cult of the thorn yeah. and they want the baby because the baby has something to do with this ritual they need to do to, to make sure something happens to be, be honest with you. It's a cult, blah, 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 blah. Um, and cults are bad. Okay. And yeah, <laughs> they, <sighs> He then kills his niece, the mother of his baby, and his niece, who was 15 mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. What? So, Hang on. Did you say 15? 15. Yeah. So they made Michael, like I said, a paedophilic, incestuous rapist. Who's a pedo? Yeah, they made him a, a pedo in this. And, and it was just like, oh, what? Look, it's like when you go to 
the the Freddy and the remake that they did with um the, the oh, you know the 2010 yeah, version yeah, yeah. and they made it all about him being a pedo and it's like look let's not just do that that's not where yeah. we are with this that was no. never the intention there was never any hint mm-hmm. in this movie that he was gonna have sexual relations with anybody he would no. have gone his entire existence i think michael mm-hmm. being the unaware. old virgin yeah. that's what i mean he it's not something that i think the film needed or the story needed as well so it Six as a whole is fantastic for watching paul rudd play a straight character which is very disturbing yeah very disturbing because he doesn't do it very well (laughs) i think it was his first role wasn't it his first acting role i think well he's he's billed as paul stephen rudd so Yeah. yeah he's not established i don't know this were that one was what year was that? Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. So, so bearing in mind, you got re- Return in eighty-eight. Yeah. Straight away, the following year, you get Revenge, and then you have a little bit of a breathing gap. And bear in mind, Scream has actually come out at this point. You get the curse. Yeah. Well, it's and funny so- when this one came out because nobody in the UK knew it came out. I don't think because you only could actually get access to it when the whole box set came out. And it was like an extra to the Halloween box set. I know that. It, it was all very weird, but I know that it was Donald Pleasant's last Halloween film. Mm-hmm. He featured oh, in it, it and then he died just before um, it went either into theatres or out for VHS release because it was, you get the, at the end, you get um, all our love to Donald or, you know, in, mem- in memory of, of Donald at the end. But in this one, you could tell Donald. I'm fucking fed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely fed up of this. They just had such an amazing character. They built such an amazing character in the first one, and the first one alone, and they just wasted an opportunity to really get into it. It's... I didn't. I didn't realize that the time that that came out, '95. I thought yeah. it was. Yeah. I thought, and when I'm looking at the titles now, I'm like, holy shit! I know Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth is all part of that horror thing of let's just get out as many as we fucking can do shush shush i didn't realize that we're using the fucking titles of movies from the 50s and the 60s in horror the return the revenge the curse <laughs> like i didn't realize that that was it's it's not until i wrote them down and looked at them and went hey fuck it we Alveston yeah, Cost- no. Costello would have made these films a lot better at times as well, let's be honest. <laughs> that would have been um, amazing. Um, <laughs> the thing was about the cult, though, that made me laugh was it was so confused. Whoever wrote it had done no research on cults whatsoever because they mixed up, right? Are you ready for this? It, the, the Cult of the Thorn was based around a boogeyman that was also a demon, a Celtic legend. You had to do blood sacrifice, but there was druids. But there, it was all based on a, a certain constellation that happened on Halloween at the same time to, to make this certain sign that they all had tattoos of that was supposed to be the stars in the sky, but that was what was directing Michael to kill everybody. Okay, mix and paganism, druids. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, though, as well, they wanted the cult... To have reference to the druids in Halloween three, so they were going to try and link Halloween three. To the... <laughs> there's, there's, that's no, <laughs> that's a reach. But I'll give it. I'll, I'll accept. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm half tempted to get the tattoo just to remind me. Like never. To... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, I think we. Sh- I think we should start our own cult, Dan, for Monsters Up North. Is just the the cult of the Thorn two. <laughs> I know, I'll, I'll show you this. I don't know if you can see it, but that. 
I mean, that might be a bit glary, but that is the um, the, can you see it? Like the triangle, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah. that's the sign, yeah, cult of the thorn, and it's the constellation. And I'm just like, Michael's got a tattoo, when did he sit through that? Well, I was I was listening back to one of our um, earlier episodes today because I needed a number. I wanted the uh, number, and I realised that we don't we don't point out a lot to audio listeners what we're doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there are some it cases ends. I know what we're doing. It was I was actually I listened to Sleep Wake Camp because I generally think that is one of our best episodes. I fucking think it's hilarious. Um, and I'm listening, and I know we're pulling faces at each other, but audio clearly doesn't. They need to get <laughs> Didn't you get told off once before by your friend Amy, who says, uh, Sam, you do realise that you put the podcast out on, on um, Spotify. When you're explaining stuff, please give us a description. Good, just yeah. saying, look at this. It's not very <laughs> helpful for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I got, I got wrong off Amy, but I even noticed it myself today. So what Dan has just done... People of the audio. <laughs> People of the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I knew we were pulling faces at each other, so I'm sitting laughing away, and I'm like thinking nobody, if they're just like randomly listening and not going to know that we are doing Angela's face. <laughs> I know. Um, so, yeah, we go from 1995. Mm-hmm. Now, I generally thought there was a bigger gap here just mm-hmm. because of how it was promoted. Mm-hmm. Three years and you get 1998 and you have Halloween H2O, mm-hmm. which, which I, I like. Mm-hmm. I it's love. a brilliant film. It's a very much, as you said, it's a, uh, was it Wes Anderson? Not Wes Anderson. Kevin's Kevin. Uh, what's he called? Williamson. Kevin Williamson, Williamson. That's the one. The guy behind Scream yeah, and yeah. Dawson's Creek. And was it? Uh, I know what you did last summer as well, was it? So, yeah, we yep. found out on one episode. I know more about Dawson's Creek than I get. Than I don't want to wait for this world to be. If it wasn't for Kevin Williamson, we wouldn't have. I know what you did last summer. We wouldn't have ugly crying meme of James Vanderbeek. We wouldn't have um, scream. We wouldn't have so many things. He he knew how to do teen. Mm-hmm. Wes he, knew how to do horror. Yeah. And that when they got together to do Scream, mm-hmm. we were presented with something that we hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Bearing in mind, Halloween, like we say, was the precursor. You watch Scream, the very first Scream, there's so many bits of dialogue that they nicked from Scream, uh, mm-hmm. nicked from Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. run to the, the so-and-so's house, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is the same line that obviously Laurie says oh, to. Oh, yes. And they use the dialogue and there's lots of little hints. And then obviously with Wes being in it, um, and, and and you have the Fonz who alludes to Fred being the caretaker, and it's it's um, Wes dressed up as Freddy Krueger. But um, I love the fact that in three years, from Halloween six to H two O, they completely did a one eighty on this. They went, that was shit. That didn't work. Bin that off. Where can we go from here? And you get Dawson's Creek again. You get Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. I, I, every time I watch it, I'm like, shit, I forgot she was in it. Shit, I forgot <laughs> he was in it. Oh, my God, that's a kid from Jumanji. Um, <laughs> and, and Josh Harkness, who still didn't get a haircut. Yes. Hey, I watched Oppenheimer the other day. That man has aged fucking beautifully. Penny Dreadful. <laughs> 
Just yes. watch Penny oh. Dreadful. Yeah, oh, no, he was good in Betty Dreadful. I'll give him that. Um, Betty Dreadful wasn't great, but he was good in it. And but, the, he was probably my crush in the faculty because. Oh, fucking 100% as, as Zeke. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I went to school with a boy called Zeke as well, which was really weird because never heard that name before until I went to school. The the H2O just fit perfectly into how horror was at the time. Mm-hmm. It has the it has the aesthetic looks and feels of horror that when it it's just it's it gives me the warm and fuzzies when I watch it. It has some of the most memorable scenes in it. And even still shots, mm-hmm. watching Jamie Lee close that door and that circled um mm-hmm. win, uh, window uh, yeah, that's between them and they're both on either side. It's just fucking gives us chills it's iconic that look of them two together yeah if jamie lee chopped his head off and we were done and dusted i'd have been <laughs> fucking happy very but much holy so. shit we got the next one well this one though i will say with hey yeah. you've got the reigning champion of guy who's supposed to die first in a movie that doesn't mr ll cool j, cool j. Yeah. <laughs> um and you've also got which i thought was absolutely one of the best moves they made in this movie. Janet Lee, her mother was a secretary. Oh, yeah. And she's driving the same car she does in Psycho. Parked up, waiting, and she goes to get into it. She's also she's called Mrs. Crean. So and it's like that that was a smart move. Yeah. A, a smart move for horror guys. And H2O can be faulted in many ways because yeah. it's still typically running with the thing that he's brother and, and sister. Yeah. yeah. It's the it follows in like it's part of the timeline too. So it's one, two, H2O. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's the brother it's and his sister. sister yeah. in this one because he, he makes me- she makes reference to it because um she, she hides a drinking problem and stuff and says, Oh, my brother tried to kill me on Halloween night. That's why uh, you can't go on your school trip, Josh. You're a very bo- naughty boy for staying. Um, but you stole one of my facts as well. I was going to say about a mother being in it. So down, yeah. this is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, you'll never, you'll never ever, you'll never ever not let me see like Janet Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, in a movie. You know, I actually, I actually get it quite emotional when that comes up because I just, I just think to myself, how much would that have meant to Jamie now that Janet's no longer with us anymore, yeah. and how much she fucking like held her mother in high regards, mm-hmm. and it's so rare in Hollywood. That a mother and daughter like them too, who have had such success that they had so. And I know Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds had such an amazing relationship, but it wasn't always perfect mm. at all. And Carrie is Carrie made a whole fucking film and wrote a whole <laughs> fucking book about her mother's relationship. But Jamie never did that. No, even with the problems that she had with her dad as well, yeah. she still never shit on him and she no. took moments like the what she had with her mother in h2o incredibly special and i i do get choked up watching them too janet lee is one of my faves she's actually she's right there and um, i have a signed picture <laughs> of janet lee who is, audio's listening she's pointing to a wall uh, and she's right there she's <laughs> she's right up here on my wall the yes. audio listeners it's a signed picture that i my dad got me because psycho is one of my favorites um there is one I scene at moment there is one scene in h2o that does take me out of the whole movie at the moment and i don't know why it's just a weird scene though weird way of doing it it's when uh they're walking down the hall and michael's in the rafters and instead of lowering himself down he lowers him down with his arm and his body just stays completely straight like it's like an impossibility that like I know it's in like human, but it just looks so weird. If you watch it back now, you'll never not look at it the same way. 
Just I can picture it now you've said it, yes. but I would never have thought of myself to look at it that way. <laughs> it's just such an unnatural movement. You think, well, why is he doing it that? What that? Just why? But yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing that takes us out of that movie. Like, like I love all the elements. I love the horror aspects, the chase, uh, the bait and switch, uh, the do well thing. Like when they're in the elevator as well, and they're trying to pull the elevator down. Like all that element is well done. But yeah, that one scene where he's pulling himself down from the rafters. It's like. That, you can tell he's wearing a harness, but it's like, no, don't do it that way. Just do it normal. Do it like a normal person. Oh, don't let us see it at all. <laughs> yeah. So we're led to believe that he's killed. she's killed Michael, beheaded him at the end, but it yeah. was supposed to be the ambulance driver and he'd ripped out his tongue or plucked up his vo- vocal cords or done he something. Did a, he did a Hannibal Lecter. Basically. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and it was him because that's when you see him going like that. <laughs> and you think he's being compassionate towards Laurie. Um, mm-hmm. But then, when you find out in Buster yes. Rhyme and Tyra Banks version, <laughs> oh god, oh, this um, is an um, actual film. But you big, look at the lineup: Katie Sackoff. Yeah. Katie Sackoff was in this. Yeah, bloody what? Buster she, Rhymes. She, she doesn't admit to it. Don't worry, she's not proud of it. <laughs> like I thought, Katie Sackoff was going to go into horror at one point because she was in like White Noise as well, and she yeah. was in. She was doing these little. Not so well known ones that were okay, and then when I saw her in this, I was like, "Oh, thank God! No. Thank God you went the route you went." Yeah, it works better for her. She not that she can't act horror. It's just this movie was absolute dog shit. Yeah. This movie, I, I can only think what they were thinking was, "Oh, let's look at what's popular in in TV at the moment, which is uh, reality yeah, shows." Yeah, the real reality world. Shows. So yeah. Um, and, and what we'll do is we'll stick a camera to on everybody and put them in a house, in the Myers house, and then if Michael comes home and gets them, it'll be great. And it's like... No. It worked for Dead Set. Yeah. It worked for Dead Set on Channel 4, if you remember that. Really good. It's on Netflix for anyone in the UK. It is a fucking amazing UK zombie... Was it a TV show? Yeah, it was a... Yeah, it was a... Three-parter, I think it is. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. That worked. You've got to remember what reality TV show was at the time. Now, I watched a documentary the other day about two kids who, um, who the the, the people who stole from Paris Hilton and oh yes, Lindsay uh, Lohan, the, uh, the the clickbang, oh, like oh, sort of ring. Cling ring, that's yes. It, the cling ring, that's yeah. it, that's them. So I was watching that the other day and it kind of took us back to where reality TV started and you forget that it was the fucking Osbournes who yeah. kind of stemmed that you always, if you think of reality TV, you're thinking of like, the Real Housewives, you're thinking of the Kardashians. We Don't, don't, because <laughs> you'll let, you'll let me secret out pulling faces like that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> acid reflux. <laughs> um, but... It was the Osbournes who kicked it all off. And then I look at Resurrection and I'm like, oh, well, like, no, no, that is just, doesn't it doesn't Buster, work. No, it doesn't Buster Rhymes go say, I know Kung Fu bitch to Michael Myers. And he kicks him. I think, <laughs> I think he kicks Michael Myers. I can't remember because I purposely avoided that one like the freaking plague. Although <laughs> when I was younger, I went through a phase of it didn't matter what horror came out on VHS or yeah. DVD, I'd buy it. Yeah. And yeah. my collection was huge. And at one point I, I had something like three, four hundred VHSs. Uh-huh. And I used to carry them everywhere with me, like everywhere. When I worked at Butlins, I'd take my whole collection with me. So I had something to watch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you asked anybody who I used to work with, and they used to be like, oh, we'd like, like blockbusters. They come around and borrow one, you know, it's like. <laughs> but I remember distinctly buying Resurrection and hating every second of it, watching it once and never watching it again. Yeah. Put it back literally on the shelf at the back. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just got one watch. And then it got, I think they probably got destroyed by now because I think I had to bin them all. But it was one of those moments where you think to yourself, why? That wasn't worth $9.99 at the time because we're talking <laughs> 2002. So it was cheap yeah. back then. But, you know, you just think to yourself, good God. I mean. It didn't get a cinema run, did it, though? I, didn't, I think it went straight to DVD. <laughs> I Honestly, couldn't tell I you. I watched it. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I watched it on a copy. I know that for damn sure because I was. I didn't pay the money for it. Even the trailer screamed shit show. Like it, like it didn't. The trailer didn't even like sparkle it up in any way. It just was. Oh, it looked. No, well, wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis contracted to be in? She didn't want to yes. do it, so that's why she made them kill her, kill her off dead. Yeah, that's why it's very very short at the beginning where he's chasing yeah. her through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she jumps out the window into the tree or something. I, I, I'm like, I can't, like I say, it's been once I recall watching it. One and done. Yeah. That's um, enough. <laughs> and, and I know she's in the, the, the hospital at the beginning. Michael Stokes yeah. in the hospital. She's got long hair again, like she was mm-hmm. in the first one that mm-hmm. I do remember. She's in a hospital gown. And I, I remember seeing her booking it out of a window into a tree at one point. And that, mm-hmm. that's about the most I remember from that beginning section. I think she actually smiled when she jumps off the roof as well. It's like, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did a Harrison Ford moment because I'm sure he smirks and all when he dies in Star Wars. (laughs) Thank fuck, it's over. That's probably what you're doing. You're not going to break me ankle again now, bitches. But yeah, so. (laughs) So in 2002, no, 2000, yeah, 2002 Resurrection comes out and we have a little bit of a, a break from Michael until. One certain creative director decides to come out with his own version of Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's, I was going to say. <laughs> One version of Michael Myers It is Rob Zombie's Halloween from 2007 mm-hmm. and 2009. I know Paul has strong feelings on this one. Well, I'm going to not... It's one of them things that I'll be kind and not... See, like, because I, I, I fucking kind of stand them. These, these are the worst films for me in the franchise. But I know Dan does like them, so I'm not going to go all hell to ever see. It's not that I like or dislike them. I think that they are a useful tool for people to fill in the gaps. Mm. Mm. Um, because we're never given the pleasure of that. Because what was supposed to happen was the studio had was fully intending in 2000. And eight nine to release a movie called um, write it down here somewhere the Halloween the Missing Years. Nice. That's an unreleased movie that was never made, um, but it was around the same time as Rob Zombie approached the studio and said, "Ooh, guess what? I want to do a Michael Myers." And they were like, "We were thinking about it," and he's like, "No, look, I've got every single person I've ever worked with in my entire back catalogue: Sid, Bill." Mm -hmm. D Wallace, we're talking some of the biggest guys in horror at the time, uh, Ken Forey, um, just just like person after person after person, you know, Sid, um, Mm. I mean, Sherry Moon, but you can't get away. (laughs) But I'm glad she only played the part she did. And I will say, this is one very, very rare case that she actually did a semi decent Mm. job at playing a role. Yeah, she she played a straight, yeah, and there was none of that. Um, it seemed. The thing about the Rob Zombies ones, they seem like you can understand how the progression of Michael's madness. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, storytelling is there. It's just with Rob, he has that habit of. It's almost like he's too overexcited. That's yeah. how I see it. Everything's got to be in it. Yeah. Everything in the kitchen sink. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the whole thing with how you see Dag go from being um, just that kid that was getting picked on by his stepdad or his mum's new boyfriend or whoever he was at the time, um, and the progression of him beating that kid with a stick, mm. um, and uh, it, it, until he was practically almost dead. Then he got expelled. Then he was killing cats and birds, and and you can go I'm right. Okay, <laughs> I get. I get now how he got to judith because mm-hmm. in the previous movies it was just he killed judith and we're supposed to believe that that's not a psychotic you know it was a psychotic break or whatever but they never mm. gave you the reasons behind it yeah it helps with the gap no, filling for me no I, I, and, and i get that but i think I like that's that. that's where the elements for me because i love the halloween original because you don't get all the story or you don't get all the like the information it's like that's the kind of thing you can think about. And sometimes your own imagination makes it a lot worse. And it's for me, why Michael Myers is so scary in the first film is it's not because he was abused or he was given like this has happened to him. He was just fucking evil. And that that's quite because people people can be like that, and that's quite scary. And the way Rob Zombie did it, as, as I think Sam explain it perfectly it's like it filled in too much of the blanks it was like oh we're going to throw everything at you and explain everything it's kind of like it's taken away that little bit of mystery and intrigue where like I said that the magic was lost for me and then it just was replaced by like I said the brutality and just as you said too yeah. much of everything sometimes if you pair back horror or pair back like anything and do like less is kind of more but mm-hmm. these ones, and again, I'll, I'll be honest. I've watched the first one, and, and I saw the trailer for the second one. I went, "I'm not even going to bother." And that's that's very rare because I'll watch anything, but I still can't bring myself to watch Halloween Two by Rob Zombie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I barely think I've seen the first one. <laughs> but you give, I, I give them the juice. You I got own them. <laughs> Michael McDowell. I mean, they got mm-hmm. they did. They Michael got Michael McDowell, which... Loomis. Mm-hmm. They got Danny Trejo. They've got. Like mm-hmm. the list of the people that he got in that. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't um, deny the fact that he has weight behind him enough to bring these people to. Yeah, oh, to the absolutely. Movies. To me, it felt like a fanboy writing fan fiction oh, yeah. and yeah, being absolutely. able to put it on film. Yeah, and that's why I'm. Well, that's what I meant by he just gets too overexcited because it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit, it, I can actually fucking do this now and just get out. Because you've got to remember that he's. He's such a horror fan. And if oh, you've no, ever I'm, heard him I'm... talk in interviews, he is like, he he can talk at any genre mm-hmm. and give you in-depth, in-depth. It's like mm-hmm. having Kay a thousand of mm-hmm. talking to. Um, and I love Rob Zombie's movies. Like, say, I, I, I don't get us wrong. I love uh, House of Thousand Corpses. I love The Devil's Rejects. I, I and even when we reviewed the monsters, I enjoyed the monsters. I really it's, liked it. it it's 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 not as, it's it's not as horrendous as everyone made out, but it wasn't. Um I I, well the bits that was Rob Zombie made was entertaining. The bits where the studios took over and tried to finish off, that's was the horrendous part. But yes. yeah. Um yeah. but with we these whole, we did a whole review of it. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> but with these uh, ones, it kind of 
I, I said if a fanboy made it, that's fine. I, I say he can made it. It wasn't to, to my liking. And again, that's fine. Everyone is 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 fair to their opinion. But I know when we yeah. did the a Halloween review uh, a, a few years ago, it seems like so many moons ago, we did actually name the episode "The Good, the Bad, and the Rob Zombie." So uh... <laughs> <laughs> one thing I will say is that did you know? John did this specifically because of how much he knew. Uh, Rob did this specifically because he knew how much John loved Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Margot Kidder has a role in what his 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 Myers verse. Oh, right. So no. he cast Margot Kidder from oh. to to honor John through mm-hmm. John loving Black Christmas. Right. So she, it was one of her. Um, you know, when she was coming out, when she was yeah. turning the corner, this was this. He took a chance on it. Well, I say took a chance. That sounds awful, but her mm-hmm. reputation was down the pan at that we, point. Yeah, and he helped her out. So we talked. We talked about this on the Black Christmas one about Margot's um, unfortunate. Oh gosh, our unfortunate times. And oh my god, I did not know that. If you mentioned that on the on the Black Christmas one, I'm so sorry. I forgot because no, no, I didn't. It's... I think Binks has just realised he's on camera. He's like, oh, <laughs> I'm a star. <laughs> when you look at them, you don't. I, th- I don't think it's a big part. I don't no. really. I think that's so it. sweet. Yeah, Actually, I've, I've, I've always got a lot of time for Rob Zombie, and there's a lot of people that shit on him just because it's oh, easier no. to do. Um, I, but for me, and and again. And I know we're talking about a franchise that does have some horrible, terrible movies. Like these two, again, I can't comment on the second one because that would be unfair. Because I just, like, out of my own stubbornness, refused to watch just because the first one didn't hit hit the right notes for me. But saying that, though, I should really give them a go again because then we got what we got. <laughs> yeah. So maybe in hindsight, mm-hmm. it's not not as bad. So we leave two thousand and nine with Rom Zombie's second movie, and we have such a break. Mm -hmm. And in 2018, not only the return of Michael, it's the return of badass Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm -hmm. looking fucking incredible as Laurie Strode again. But we are in timeline number four. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we are one, and then this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was dead fucking excited to see it when, when this was coming out, the promotion for it, Jamie Lee's promotional pictures where she has Laurie um, and herself mm-hmm. and she gives Laurie a big kiss on the head and I well up every time that I think about it because I just think it's so special. Um, I remember coming out the end of the cinema, at the end of the pictures, and I just said to Carolyn, oh, "Fuck me, that was really good." And the guy behind us went, "Well, that was a lot of dog shit." And I just turned around and went, "Excuse me," <laughs> <laughs> and then I forgot myself, and then yes. I had to just excuse myself. Um, but I really enjoyed this. I love the idea of Laurie fighting back, mm-hmm. and that she had spent all that time, you know manifest mm-hmm. like imagining what's going to happen preparing herself preparing her daughter i love that that's why i got really excited when the they were looking to do it for sally on texas mm-hmm. chainsaw what fucking disappointment that was i'm sure i've expressed my feelings many a times on it mm-hmm. but i love this i love the homage to it especially on the rewatch and knowing it it was i mm-hmm. I, I felt that give it a little bit extra um yeah i really liked it did you guys really like it no i i, I... 
<laughs> Danny's a yeah, dance. And... <laughs> Just dance uh, for fierce, uh, bless her. Listeners, Dan's shaking her head no. Yeah. I, did en- I, I did enjoy it, yeah. It wasn't executed well enough. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at a, a, a story of way after the events have occurred you're you're past the fact that she's had a family you don't see any you, you you've got a good 30 something year gap right because i'm guessing her daughter's in her mid-30s right mm-hmm. from yeah. so maybe even a 40 year gap let's say from when the events occurred in the first one to this one because it is 40 years isn't it it's mm-hmm. 70 78 to 2018 to 2018 yeah yeah so 40 year gap in that 40 years she's had kids she's done all that stuff but you don't see any of it you don't know any about it you take one look at how they handled afterlife with the Egon Spengler storyline mm-hmm. and how they did his storyline, his relationship with his daughter. I know it's a different genre. Don't get on mm-hmm. me because that, but the way they handled the Egon thing and how everybody called him the dirt farmer and the crazy man, very similar to how they were like, oh, crazy, you know, crazy mm-hmm. Laurie Strode lives in the, the crazy mm-hmm. pen around the corner. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it it lacked an element of it just lacked that that finesse. It, I was mm, waiting. Yeah. I get all the things that they wrote, and I get the fact that she would become paranoid and come back. But after forty years, and he doesn't make an appearance. Yeah. When you start living your life, mm. forty yeah. years. Yeah, it's a lot to hold on to a hold on to something, and I totally totally understand that for me there was just it was more of moments that i and i loved and um, mm-hmm. one being how she did teach her daughter and that moment where our daughter's in the in the cellar and she's binksy in the <laughs> cellar and she's um doing the whole oh no don't 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 and then she has a switch and she, oh my god <laughs> that switch but that is probably down to judy gray and how much yeah. a fucking amazing actress she is mm-hmm. um she was even actually judy was so good in 2021 as well in mm-hmm. halloween she kills cheryl from archer for me i'm i'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> You're not she, my boss. She's Fanny Magoo. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Oh, Winksy. Um, she's Fanny Magoo in Always Sunny. Sunny, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's just absolutely fantastic actress. Mm. And that switch was just perfect. But, like, it is moments. I love uh, what I don't love is the podcasters at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I don't like the fact that it is at this point and in this timeline, it's one night. It's four murders. Yeah. It's not the. It's not the most extremist thing to base a whole fucking podcast on. I listen to Serial for Christ's sake, <laughs> and that was one whole podcast. We're there. On one case. Sam's not saying these these killings are not brutal enough for us, or she's not interested in the podcast. It's not that. It's just. It's not that. It's just in the grand scheme of stories for podcasts, yeah. that was one night and four murders. Mm-hmm. It's in ones in what in a, in a town that probably hi in a town that probably no one has ever heard of. Well, nothing. Um, it's the mystery of Michael. Like as you said, it's not just the murders. It's the fact that he's never spent, said a word. He's never reacted, and he's been like studied psychology and stuff like that. It's that that kind of thing would have like intrigued certain aspects, but um, I can understand it. it. But again, it's a starting point to start the movie. But if you 
as you said, yeah. if, as we're doing now, if you watch it for the first time, you're just going through the motions, you're going on the journey. But if you analyzing it, it doesn't kind of flow or make entire sense. It's a plot point to to make Michael interesting because podcasting is the interesting thing to do. <laughs> I think they had to show him yeah. a way of getting him wound up enough to be able to break out. Mm-hmm. Of, of yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's a good point. They're the kind of a plot, a plot. To, it's just yeah, a, a way get, to further on yeah, the I get that. story. Yeah. I mean, I will heavily, heavily contest the casting of the granddaughter. Yes. I really it was bad. She looks like Judy, don't get me wrong. For for, for familiar generational likeness, mm. yeah. Good mm. casting. Actress wise, oh my god. Well, they wanted to go down the same route as what they did with Jamie Lee. They were yeah. going to actually cast a known um, Emma what Emma Roberts was mm. the main oh, runner. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts was in 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 talks, Screen but then they, yeah, yeah. Then they wanted to go with what they did with Jamie. Jamie was an unknown, so they wanted to go with an unknown for the granddaughter. I personally didn't mind the granddaughter and thought if that is a passing of the torch moment. And she is going to continue the franchise on because I generally thought Jamie Lee was fucking done yeah. after this. I thought like it's going to be the granddaughter's turn to like kind of take it on. I d- would you fucking pack it in? <laughs> I didn't mind that it was going to be her. Yeah. If it was going to be her and Judy, that'd have been fucking class. I, I think... don't have any issues with them reco- uh, with them using an unknown. I think that's great in movies when they do that. But I think mm-hmm. the problem that's the for up me... to talent wise. Yeah. <laughs> She, there was just this lack of. By the time you get to three, that was yeah. what solidified my my whole uh, opinion. I mean, one, I was like, oh, okay. Two, I was like, oh. three, I was like, fuck's sake. Yeah. You know, three, I was ready to chuck my telly out the fucking window. I, uh, I think just, Dan's right. Yeah. I think it's how they wrote her. I'm going to mm. go with that. It's yeah. not her acting ability. It's not the fact that she doesn't look like a member of the family. It's how they wrote her as a character. Mm-hmm. I wanted more. You know, like how Judy had that breakout moment where she was like, yeah. mm-hmm. was like badass all of a sudden. You didn't get that from the daughter? No. Mm-hmm. In the first one, you didn't get that. You, I mean, you, you had bits, I suppose. I mean, I know I'm overly critical, and that is my job. I'm, a, I'm on a podcast. I get to do these things. I get to say what <laughs> I really feel. And, I get yeah. and you can't argue with her either. Oh, you can <laughs> argue with me. Honestly, if anyone does, I, I don't have a problem. As long mm. as, you know, put a good argument behind your your criticism. Yeah, I haven't, I, I'm not have an open and honest conversation. Yeah, so. I'm not for a debate. I've got no issues having, if, if someone thinks I'm wrong, for them to tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, but give me a reason why. Don't just say, "Oh, that was shit." <laughs> you know, that, give me something yeah. to work from, and then I can either reconsider my opinion or mm. stick, stick my boots it. in a bit further. You know, but <laughs> dig them heels in. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I I agree. The first one, she's not bad because she serves the point. Purse like Judy Greer in the first one is head and shoulders the best thing in the movie. Like like literally her performance, like how she's. Uh, sick of a sick of Laurie, sick of everything that's going on. Uh, bored of her husband because her husband's boring as fuck as well. Um, oh, I thought he was dead interesting. <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> and then, Nixie, you get that moment where she becomes a badass, and you think, "Oh, great!" But as as Dan said, the second one, it's again, it's 
damp squid you think oh it's moving somewhere because we i would have done it uh, and again not saying i'm a movie masterpiece but i do like my movies the first one was laurie's story to finish that one the second one was a a mother's story that would have finished that one and the third one should have been a daughter's story but we kind of didn't get any of them stories it kind of just didn't know where we were going because danny mcbride just went so I've taken the he's taken homage from the first one and used that as his wheelhouse for the 2018 to open the door for this whole trilogy to then go oh oh shit I don't know where to go with this Judy's character in the second one actually from the first one to the second one was phenomenal the fact that she wore a Christmas jumper to to fucking piss off her mother and not celebrate Halloween was amazing. I loved that. But what she was, she was the audience. She is exactly what Dan was saying not long ago. Why are you holding on to something that happened 40 odd years ago on one night? Judy is saying that to her. That really, okay, yeah, he chased you around. And, and if like we're doing it by the, the Myers mm. verse as applies to this specific run then mm-hmm. yeah i don't i i mean i'm not saying don't live your life without training yourself for certain skills or mm-hmm. um having the the forethought to put these things into into place but to completely alienate yourself to an extent of where you're the crazy drunk mother um and the, and then the village joke you know because you're instead of being that person that came through it strong and and came through it which she has to us because mm-hmm. we know her backstory, but to everybody else, she's like that crazy village lady who <laughs> is going to get eaten by Alsatians and lives on her own. You know, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. She's, she's that person. And I don't think the character of Laurie deserves that. Yeah. I think when they wrote it, she deserved better. Yes. All the way through these three movies, I think mm. Laurie deserved better. As Always better. Yeah. Or- I, I agree. I love the look of Glory in this one. I love the fact that she is very Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally get what you're saying with the fact that it's it's a trauma that happened. Like there is therapy for it. You have did you have to go through two divorces and turn into the world's best um what are they called? Um survivalists. Doom, dooms, doomsday preppers ever. <laughs> Did you have to like was that necessary to deck your whole house? to be a to be fair though did she who did she get to help her with them yeah i was gonna say who did she get to help them like kevin Kevin from home alone to like help (laughs) like get everything in the house kevin (laughs) McAllister came into that house and sorted that shit out because it was booby trapped up to the fucking nines but was that necessary well obviously it was because of the events that happened in the first one because it's one of those things it's it's what you keep telling me sammy movie magic movie magic (laughs) um we do we have a couple of years gap and we've got the 2021 Binksy if you bite my hand the 2021 Halloween kills um mm. which oh god which evil is, dies tonight yeah but again it's as you said it's a homage to the second one where it's it's like a sort of follow up from the the night before so it's like the continuation of one night to moving on to the second night which they did in Halloween too which mm-hmm. I, I get but yeah, it, this didn't feel like a complete movie to me. It felt like a like a placeholder. It was like we've got some interesting characters. Um, we're going to foreshadow how these interesting characters will all die, and then 
we're moving through the pieces and then you've got uh as you said weird science guy playing tommy D- doyle uh and just going absolutely mental for no reason, reason. that i can yeah because evil dies tonight kids yeah, Mike uh, Anthony Michael Hall, that's his name. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, th- th- I think with this one, it was a way to get the original, as many of the original cast members as they could, yeah. back into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you say, it is a gap filler in that respect. Um, but I will say there's one thing that stuck with me from this movie, other than Evil Dies Tonight, get in the bin. <laughs> the um, poor mental patient that they mistook for Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really well written, that bit, where ultimately he dies because he jumps yeah. out the window or he gets forced out the window. I can't really mm. remember what happens in that respect, but yeah, um, he he dies because he falls very far. And I, I remember watching that bit and going, oh, that's mm. sort of really... Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't like that. You, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. That was the bit that stayed with me in the movie the most, mm-hmm. I would say. It shows you what mob mentality can be like and and the worst thing about it is, well, when movies kind of bridge onto real life, you could see that actually happening in real life. Yeah. That, and that's people the are one. really fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone to follow. Bar bar black sheep. You yeah, know, we're follow you because you're was, the leader. And it's like, oh, it was such a Frankenstein moment of just dumbness all over. Mm-hmm. Um, it had some really good. It had some. I, I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna lie because no. I watched. I watched this as a double bill. I yeah. watched this and then Halloween ends and fuck me. When you do that, you mm-hmm. caught. You think, hang on a minute, that Ash one actually wasn't that bad. There was yeah. some good moments in it. I actually love the fact that Cal Richards was in it, mm-hmm. um, because she is the original Lindsay. Um, I loved Judy Greer. Did Judy die in this one? Yes. Yeah, she got stabbed at the end, I think. Mm. Fucking travesty. Absolutely. That, I think I was very angry at that. Yeah, I think, I think we had I a No, no, I think we had a conversation. You were like really mad and said, oh, there'll be a way of bringing her back or it didn't die pretty, <laughs> but there's got to be a thing. But this film, like, this film wouldn't be looked, bad, looked upon as, as bad as it is if they stuck the ending. That's, that's the important thing with this trilogy. The trilogy as a whole lives and dies by the third film so because as soon as they make the decision that we're making three films i think the second one as i said it tells a story of moving forward and i like the whole element where he's not trying to get at laurie he's just trying to get home i thought that was a really interesting take to it Mm -hmm. um but they needed really to to crash that landing with the third film and i still don't understand or know what we got with that Oh, God. Right. So we actually only have a year between this one, between Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. So 2021 and 2022. Bear in mind, we are mid-lockdowns mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. So, like, movie fatigue is really, like, kind of kicking in and you think, shit, yeah, let's get let's let's see how they're going to end this trilogy Fucking I risked my life to see this movie. It was one of my first films. I went it out and went to COVID <laughs> after COVID to go to the pictures for the first time. And there was about two people in the cinema all wearing masks and it was fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm going to beat you on this one. Do you know what my first film was out of COVID? The horse shit that was Wonder Woman 84. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh, you win. 
Feminism uh, dies tonight. <laughs> oh my god, you win. That movie is a fucking shit show for yeah. all many, Pedro so many Pascal can't even yeah. say something, then it's just mm-hmm. no good. No yeah. good. But Halloween Ends was an even bigger shit show. They give Michael Myers a fucking friend. You got a friend in me. <laughs> they give Michael Myers a friend. Never had a relationship with anybody is an entire life. The closest no he's ever had was Donald Pleasance, right? Yeah. That's it. And he's a fucking he's a fucking therapist. Like, no. I remember pausing this and going into Anthony and St. Anth. They've just given Michael Myers a friend and he went, watch. And I went, I'm not even joking. And then I walked away from him and went and watched the rest of the film. And he was just sat there going... Was, what happened? <laughs> when I was watching the start of the film, you think, oh, this, like, it's creepy in a creepy house. It's going quite interesting. And then it just happens where, like, the kid dies and you're like, what the fuck? And it just goes, like, every single direction from there. And you're like, I don't what? know what's happening. Then Laurie Strode becomes the perfect Happy? nana again and living life, like, oh, yes, I've, like, I've given up. Like everything, everything is fine. I've lost my daughter, so all I needed to do was lose my daughter to become normal again. I was like, okay, but yeah, yeah, she became and, the happy uh, homemaker, and yeah, and yet she knows that they hadn't found him at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. so why Which, after forty years could she not come to terms with it? But I, I, there's a lot of inconsistencies. I mean, the fact that they made—I mean, it makes sense that Michael has somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. When he's well, yeah, he know. has to go somewhere. He doesn't just poof into into thin air. I totally get that. <laughs> but down in the sewer, in a sewer, I literally. I mean, he's not a ninja it. turtle. <laughs> I paused it. I remember Rob was gaming, and I paused it. I did the same thing you did, and I turned to Rob and I went, "He lives in a fucking sewer." And he went to me, "What are you talking about?" I went, "They've made Michael live in a fucking <laughs> sewer." And he went, "What?" I was like, "You don't see him for the first 45 minutes maybe an hour so, and, so and, you and then, you you did to rob what i did to and just yeah. midway through a film make a plot point and then walk away from him yeah and rob went to me what why i was like i don't fucking know none of this <laughs> let's made find out <laughs> and they never answered the question no. he still lived in the sewer at the end but but can we just talk about right okay 13 movies yes over four 40-something years, 45 years, I think it is. Yeah. Something crazy like that, right? Um, and that's how they killed him off. Yeah. That is how they killed off one of the biggest icons mm-hmm. of horror. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? I bet they went in the, sc- yeah. like, in the writer's room or like whatever like pitching they were doing, going, this is how we're going to end, Michael. We're going to get the whole town out. We're going to go, oh, put him in this type of, like, Thing that destroys like like anything that's the way that's going to end the great legacy that is michael myers I, no I, you can tell I, I i don't know if these people like horror movies or like like movies uh, doesn't like horror movies i've yeah. come yeah. to that conclusion yeah but yeah i, I kind of like you thought they don't get why michael was special at that time or well they kind of did in the first movie and then the well, it's that's John's love child is the first one. It's no, no, I'm talking about the, the the first of the oh, trilogy. The, the, yeah. Oh, sorry, the yeah, 2018. The, the one. kind of got elements of Michael where it felt like Michael. Then yeah, it seemed like the Michael element. They were just like, oh shit, we don't know what to do. And I and I, and I get for the third one taking a big swing to make a big change, 
having the balls to do it. I'll give you a kudos and say, well done for having the balls to do it. But did you really, was that what you meant it to be? I would love to ask that question if that's how they have foreseen the ending to Michael Myers. That's just... I do feel like they had a, a moment where they were going to, like you say, the handing over of the torch with the with the grandchild, yeah. but they were going to do it with Michael handing it down to, I. you know, he's not even memorable, that guy yeah. that yeah. was dating uh-huh. the daughter yeah. that got really, really serious really quickly. Then she started getting it all shitty with her nan. And I'm like, mm. they have missed a big chunk in the middle of that film. It felt like they edited out a good so much yeah massive yeah. portion of, of storyline that i went what have i missed something and i had to rewind it because it made no sense how she loved her nana and she hated her nana yeah, and yeah. It, it was just like boom it happened all of a sudden it's like there was no rhyme or reason for it and i was like yeah it's it's almost like they went back to the 70s when sex makes women go crazy <laughs> it's, <laughs> it didn't it but didn't it's not work but it's yeah. No different than making Laurie this absolute machine to being then, you know, granny homemaker in <laughs> the fact, and all it took for that daughter to die. Like, it, it there's but, no, honestly, with this and the writers, I really think they wrote themselves into a corner they did not know how to fucking get out of. But they had the opportunity because, like, so the, the thing that you were looking forward to and the thing that was building up to was the big fight between Laurie and Michael. And that was the thing that everyone wanted to see, and everything like you like we've what been waited for 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 years, and it's over within seconds. She basically kills him by bending him over a table, and then then you get the fight between mm-hmm. uh, him, uh, her, and his uh, the little sidekick, and it's kind of like, is this, <sighs> yeah. Uh, is this what you pictured as the ending of your trilogy? Mm. To be honest, we had the big fight in 2018. Yeah. We had an amazing fight with some really good fucking booby traps. Like, if that if that's how it ended, they should. I, yeah, that, uh-huh, no, it I agree been totally. Perfect yeah. because he that that scene of him burning in the house and the fact that. Maybe we don't know if he got out. If he, because I would have just loved for them to be driving off in the back of that truck. That house is burning to the ground. The fire engine's there, and then it's just we can't find anyone, and we never hear from Michael again ever. No, I mean I get the fact <laughs> that in the third one they were trying to take that supernatural element away by mm, making. Yeah old and making him tired and making michael broken and Mm -hmm. but that's all well and good Mm -hmm. but you're doing it in one film showcase the main reason people signed on for that movie in Mm -hmm. 78 Mm -hmm. there was no they did him it they did i mean they did jamie a disservice in that one Mm -hmm. they did and they most definitely did Michael a disservice for the sheer reason that 45 years and that's how he goes out. He gets, I think in total in that last movie, he got in screen time. I think it was something like I read 20 something minutes of screen mm-hmm. time in that whole entire last movie. Mm-hmm. His goodbye, his big, see you pals, I'm done. And that was it. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's always a sad aspect as well. Cause it didn't even feel like a horror movie. That's that's probably the best way I can describe it. it. Didn't there wasn't any scares. There wasn't mm. any tension. It was just you felt uncomfortable uh, while just a lot watching of anger it. On my part. And that that it was anger. 
Yeah, a lot of anger, a lot <laughs> um, of anger, and just it's the friend aspect. It's just you, I can't look at anything else about the fact that they try to give Michael Myers the the epitome of evil, the mm-hmm. solo riding, boiler suit wearing, slashy stab stab guy, a fucking friend. Jason didn't even being see if you turn this computer off, I swear to God. Um <laughs> sorry, he's been so fascinated by your hand movements that I've managed to keep him sat on my knee for as long as I have, because he just keeps looking at your hands. And <laughs> um, now he's trying to get on my computer and turn it off. He does it to Anth all the time. Um so yeah. I just I was gonna ask how you think Michael should go out to mm-hmm. kind of like wrap this all up. If you could Take the take the trilogy as a whole and not as a three parter as a whole. How would you have how would you have liked to have seen Michael leave a franchise that I believe we will actually see again in the future? However, the, at the time they are making well, the point that this is the last time. But there's a rumor says a TV show coming out. Too. Show. Yeah, I've heard well, there's that. There's a Friday the Friday the Thirteenth one too. Yeah, okay. get on, Jason. Camp, Camp Crystal Lake, but they are doing. They want to do a TV. Uh, Show and I think they are going to loosely base it on the lost years of mm. Michael. Oh, so, that'd be interesting. Not gonna yeah. lie, if it's got something to do with Donald Pleasant's character, I am fucking in. Mm. But take that equation out of we we don't know that yet. It's gone. Mm-hmm. How would you how would you have liked to have seen Michael's story end as, as the a, last trilogy? As with always, Michael, you leave it open ended. Um, it's always nice, like have the big fight, the big West showdown, have Michael like getting beat seven bells of Sunday, but always keep coming back almost like the Undertaker in wrestling. That that was oh, yeah. always the, the element. But having been beaten, but as you said, the ending to the first one would have been I, I, I would have went away and said, Yeah, that, that would have been a happy ending. Like fair enough, burnt to death is one of the worst things or horrible things to happen. But you don't know if he can survive, and that that I like. I love that question with Michael leaving the, everything that happens to be open ended. I don't think yeah. everything needs to have an answer, or everything needs to have like the full stop at the end of the story. And I think Michael's one of those characters where I would always like a comma. Yeah. Mm, oh, oh, okay. That's <laughs> that's a good answer. I'm I'm just sticking with mine. Twenty eighteen should have been it. I mm-hmm. was happy with the whole movie in its entirety. Love the fact that the fight at the end was <laughs> it was something that Kevin McAllister would have been absolutely proud of. <laughs> um but yeah, I just that if that was it, mm-hmm. I'd have been happy with that. I have two two ways I, I, I I'm sort of torn between. I like the idea of obviously the leaving it open ended in the respect of that he's gone, so we think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they should never bring him back again after that. There's, that's mm-hmm. the one. But then the other, I think that would have been a great opportunity, although probably terrible if it was to actually happen, but as a great plot point for him to think he's killed Laurie, um, and then he sits down, he, rela- he he starts to relax, he takes his mask off, and he sits there, and he's just contemplating everything, and he's just looking... Mm-hmm. thinking, right, what do I do now? And then Laurie jumps up and kills him. Mm-hmm. That, to me, would have been mm-hmm. the perfect time to show his face because yeah. that yes. then would have been 
the end. Yeah. Uh, it's and a critical moment. But the ideal thing for that would have been that it could have been somebody that we'd seen reoccurring all the way through since the since the oh, 78 yes. movie. And they had opportunity to just do something. That, that, like that. Do you know what mm. I mean? That, that there's they couldn't they couldn't have not come up with an idea like that. In my in my opinion, I'm not a screenwriter. <laughs> I'm mm. not a storyteller. I've got a great imagination. God knows, mm-hmm. I've, I've watched enough movies over the years to know that sometimes my reality and my, my, my movie watching blends. I'm not sure what if something happened in real life. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I go to Camp Crystal Lake? <laughs> Possibly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just think I can't be the only person that come up with the idea of like, that would have been the ideal time for Jason. Uh, Jason? Jesus. Camp Crystal Lake, that's what it is. You just threw me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it would have been the perfect time for Michael to actually show us who he was. And yeah. he could have been, they had the opportunity for him to be nobody. They had the mm-hmm. opportunity to make him someone that we'd seen all the way through. And we all just sat there and went, I what? didn't see that coming. And we yeah. would have yeah. gone, fuck. It oh, would have been an absolute M. Night Shyamalan like moment. I really like that. I actually like the idea where I thought you were going was he's Jamie Lee sparked out on the floor, like Laurie's done with, and he turns, he has his moment of kind of relaxation. We get to see who he is, and he turns around and she's fucking gone, just like what mm-hmm. he did in the yeah. first one. That, that would have been, been oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Either that or go totally out there and stupid and get like something like Ash coming in with a chainsaw and go, hey, Michael, it's time to get groovy or something like that. <laughs> groovy, baby. But I love that. I love that concept. And I like the idea of, of being someone we've seen, even if it was just minor, even if yeah. it was one of the policemen. It was Paul Rudd. The first one <laughs> on the, <laughs> Paul Rudd. If it was the policeman on the first one, you know, when they're just standing around the shop, just even if it was one of yeah. them and it made some reference to me, the first one, I think that would have been brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Does, brilliant. I, I think any, I it. think anything we got other than what we actually got would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so, for want of a better word, flaccid. Limp. Yeah. It was me. It was, well, and and it was sad because that. Yeah, I'm so not the biggest Michael fan. Mm-hmm. I she said it, guys. She said it. <laughs> I like Michael. I like the movies. Uh, you know, with like I say, well. I know Psycho was the original slasher movie, so yeah, to yeah. speak. Jamie's following in the footsteps of her mum by going into this one, but this kicked off the 80s, 90s, the, this mm-hmm. whole slasher genre as we mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. This movie is responsible for kicking that off, you know, because if you look at Psycho to then, there's a good 15, mm-hmm. 20 years between the two. Massive difference, so, huge evolution. Yeah. Obviously, Black Christmas plays a, a huge part in that. I'm, yeah, trying, not, I'm, not, I'm trying not to be all uh, Randy from Scream and go, it was actually Peep and Tom that was the first of us. <laughs> 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 I mean, there, there was. Yeah, like, no, I'm I mean a joke. Is... I just, I just, you know, you just get that flashback in the end. I was like, I can't not see it. <laughs> I can't <gotta> see it. <laughs> We're talking full on mainstream yeah. mm-hmm. box office hit. I mean, eight, 13 movies, a total yeah. gross of all those movies. 841 million in their lifetime yeah so far as of today mm-hmm. and i think that would have been a lot more had that last movie have not come out in covid and it had come out in mm. a, properly and it got a decent release and a decent run and everybody wasn't too scared to go out and watch it i do think that that would have got it would mm. be a lot higher than that you know you know what pissed us off as well because 
with these movies when they came out, they brought out these beautiful steel books. So I bought Halloween, Halloween, then I got the Halloween uh, kills, mm-hmm. and I had to begrudgingly buy Halloween ends. Just, so, to, co- just to, to just to have the steel books, and I <laughs> fucking hate that I had to do that uh, and give them money. I I just think Michael was a very underused character after one, after the original number one movie. The mm. the vision, the Carpenter vision, was great. Yeah. I loved the first film. It had everything you needed. Every ingredient was there. It was well thought out, well written. You, you got to understand the urban legend of the babysitter mm-hmm. and the person that was already in the house. That 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 was it. That that was it. Mm-hmm. But then after that, with the supernatural elements and the flogging it to death, that's where Michael lost me. It's the same with uh, Freddy. I love Freddy, but mm-hmm. I also he's not my favourite because one to three, great. After three is where it sort of turns that comedic. Mm. Avenue, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 24, 75, 38. You know, we, we are going down the route of absolute nonsense. Dan is the yeah. number queen. Yeah. yeah. She adds on so many movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got up to 74 Halloween last yeah. week. Felt like it. I watched six. I, I tell you what, I watched number six. That felt like I watched six movies in a row. Oh, bless you. Can I just say well done for watching that one? Because I, I remember watching it. Uh, when we reviewed it last time, and I was like, yeah, that's going to be ingrained in my memory for the rest of my life for the, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think that Michael, had he have been left at maybe one or two films, mm-hmm. and they were both done by John, and they were both done with John's vision, yeah, Michael would be up there for me. Yeah. I genuinely feel like that. But the more they they flogged him, the more they've given him all these other elements that weren't needed. no. It's just, it's just, you just put him further, further down, and it's not yeah. the character's fault. It's the writer's fault for thinking yeah. that they know better than the original. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Sim- sim- more simpler aspects or simple storytelling works more effectively. Well, of course. Uh, and with Michael as well, the things what I do love about the movie, as I said, is the look, the like, the presence, the feels, and I th- one thing we haven't talked about as well, and I think it's just as iconic as the movie is, is always the house. The Myers house always has that creep. Because you think of like buildings and horrors, like the the Bates Motel, the Myers house. Um, like it's it's hard to name like like so many, but the like you'll never forget that everyone's always got a vision, and that's the one thing they did get right in all the movies. The yeah. house never really changes the look. I will give it on H2O. When you're at the Myers house and I'm like got the fucking chills because it's like, oh shit, we're going in. We're <laughs> going in here. Um you're right, the ha- the house is probably is is a, is an iconic staple, just like what he is. He is a big hitter. Mm-hmm. Um you can't okay. deny that. We we yep. can't deny it. Um but <laughs> is he a big hitter in his movies when you really break them down? <laughs> As Dan put it so perfectly, in the early one, like even like even though I'm not a big fan, two he is one of the standouts. Then it's probably after that you get Michael from Wish, and that's the way. Even the and mask, then, and then in 2022 the you got it from Team U. Yeah. <laughs> then then when you get like say the the mask even starts drooping and looking sad and pathetic as well, so it loses its imposing aspects as well. Yeah. Oh hey. <laughs> I genuinely just think that 
he could have they they did him dirty and it could have been so much better is my opinion on everything after two um mm. not including rob because rob's in a different myers verse rob's mm. rob's myers verse to me I enjoyed it because it's familiar. You get mm-hmm. your you get your characters, you get your return characters, you know, you get your Sids, you get your Bills, you get your your Ds. You get your Tyler Mean as your Jason. You get your characters Michael, sorry. You get your characters you know and love from from Rob. So for me it's a familiar like going home thing yeah. watching all of his movies because they have the same people mm-hmm. and they have that element of of familiarity. So Whilst it wasn't a Michael film as we know it, I still think Rob's yeah. 1 and 2, and this is controversial, beats the the 2018 to 2022 versions for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking away the fact that I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I will never have a bad no. word against that woman. Uh, if you've got yeah, anything bad to say about her, please leave. But <laughs> Exactly. She is a screen queen for a reason. Uh, she is royalty. We will not have anything, you know, it, there's mm. nothing bad you can ever say about that woman. She's a no. saint. But <sighs> choices. Choices by the writers let them down in those yeah. last three. So oh, definitely. And I think that goes with a lot of horror films as well. When the greed comes in, and as you said, the money that they can make and the potential of the things that they want the they take the shortcuts, the take the quick fixes. Studios um, get too involved in storylines. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's scary now how easy as viewers we can see. that's Because years ago, we would never have known half of the studio's influence into a movie and what wasn't what is. Now, we are so tuned in that we're like, yes, I can see Iron Man 3, the studio fucking got its hands on that and that's why it's so different and in Halloween I can see do you know what I mean? We are starting to see what these studios I think do it's, dogs. Well I think it's because do. now like with everything that you have, the like elements to have to each other and stuff, we've got a plethora of, of entertainment. There's just so much like any stuff you can get your hands on relative, mm. relatively now where you can see when stuff isn't genuine or stuff mm-hmm. is just a cash cow or um, or like as you said, things just don't make sense, and we're not stupid <laughs> consumers anymore. Uh, are we not? Well, I am. <laughs> I, I, how I, I watch shapes and numbers sometimes, just shapes and pictures and colors, and oh, because I clearly did that on half of these ones. Um, I feel like we have done Michael to death now. And we are going he to. He will put come Mr. back. Myers... He always comes back, though, Michael. So never do him, but it will return. <laughs> if they do release the TV series, we'll probably revisit him, or they ever do a versus, then we might revisit him. Oh, yeah. I forgot but... about that. So, yeah, Michael's not done. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. people. <laughs> other than that, no, no, I don't think we will go back on Michael purely because I don't want to have to watch some of these films ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but... You've done a break. <laughs> well, yeah, there's going to be a campaign now. Save Dan from <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> oh, there's a meme now. We, we can we can Photoshop Michael Myers chasing Dan around places now. So that <laughs> I don't run. I give up. I just <laughs> take me. I'm done. I'm yeah, I don't run, this. mate. Honestly, yeah. just just crack on. Get it over and done with. Bless. Well, next week, 
holy shit, have we set ourselves a task for next week? I, I don't fucking, know I, if this... I did fucking... I, uh, after Sam Pullers this, I was like, wow, you're brilliant. I <laughs> don't know if this is madness or genius on our part. But it'll, be we... fucking, it'll be fucking entertaining, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, we are We are doing another man behind the makeup. <laughs> and we are taking on one of the, if not, the greatest legends of movie makeup there has the ever best. been i would say the best we are doing rick baker no you one are... rick baker everyone else i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i can't argue <laughs> with that at the moment given what i saw his uh, when i saw his filmography the other day and i went shit yeah, yeah interesting <laughs> um, you've done tom to maybe in two parts i think you'd be seven for this book. he's done yeah. like a, uh, an autobiography so i thought right i'll go and read it i'll, I'll go buy it off amazon £125. <laughs> it's worth it, well, I bet you. Yeah. I was like, I love you guys. <laughs> no. But no. I like bringing you facts, but <laughs> £125 worth of facts. Tell you what, though, when we start making money, not saying if, <laughs> when we start making money from doing these podcasts, I will ban, buy Dan this book. <laughs> oh, we'll just start so a GoFundMe and me and Sammy can share it. <laughs> just, get, just, just, get, oh, yeah. just get Sammy to sell our feed pictures. That's fine. We've done it before. <laughs> oh, God. You make it. They haven't, honestly, ma'am. Well, yeah, it, it, it got us £20 on. Uh, on the I'm charity stream. Oh, I yeah, think dude. if anybody wants to make any money off of themselves, Go for it. It's not for me yeah. to tell someone if you want to take nose pictures and there's someone out there that wants a picture of your nose, fucking sell it. Make <laughs> your best, make the best of what you got. It's well, like, it's, it's like the speech, speech from Dust Till Dawn now, which is like the outside the tomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The wise words of Dan. <laughs> so next week is, pretend, is definitely part one. However Seven. many parts follow <laughs> after that, we will see. But it is part one of Rick Baker, the man behind the makeup. Oh, I'm excited Thank for that. you so much, Paul, for joining us. I have felt like I have been in between two worlds tonight. I have my podcasting partner on one side and my other podcasting partner on the other. So it's been a lot of fun to have the, all three of us together. I've been well behaved, though. I've, I've kept my gob shut most of the time. <laughs> Tried. You've been fine. It's a yeah. podcast. I mean, I'd be fucking offended if you didn't talk. Like, we, yeah. that's the whole so point. So, just not giving you one word answers and stuff saying yes, no. Yes. No. <laughs> I agree. Well, this time I've mm-hmm. got this deep, dark secret that I'll start divulging to bring the. T- uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, anyway. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am so... really Michael Myers. <laughs> it was Dan all along. Um, so. Thank you all for joining us on this Monday, this Monster Monday. You can find all of Nerdy Up North's links. Socials. <laughs> links. Not, not, can... not just Nerdy Up North, but now the Monsters oh, no. Up North. That's right. I, 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 I was, was going to get there. I'm oh, sorry. On the list. I have a list in my head. Right. Um, so, yes. Everything Nerdy Up North can be found on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, anything, any social media. You just type Nerdy Up North and you can find us. Oh, actually, all the links are in the description down below. Monsters Up North has its very own Instagram and TikTok. You can also find Bleeding Marvelous on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Again, all links are where, Dan? Down below. (laughs) So... Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, Paul, for being with us. 
Say goodbye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Stay spooky, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.